Hey everybody, welcome to Whiskey Babble. Um, we have a sponsor now, so I'm going to give you a plug. Um, what we're going to do is, I'm going to introduce the sponsors before the show. Um, I don't feel it's fair to the viewers to cut the show and give you guys sponsor breaks and everything like that, but we have a sponsor, we're excited. So, you guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audible.com audibletrial.com slash whiskey babble over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Now I use audible for school guys. It's great. You know, screw this little note that I have to read here. It's a great product. You guys are going to like it. Check it out. Um, go sign up. It's a free 30 day trial and, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So tonight's guest is the lovely Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Hey. And uh, Brittany has a BA in art history, right? Correct. Art history from uh, UCI. And now she's finishing up her master's in art history at uh, Long Beach, Cal State Long Beach. And um, yeah, talk about art today. Hopefully, I love talking about art and talk about her life and get rolling. So Whiskey Babble, let's go. Whiskey babble. Okay. <laughs> hey, Brittany, how's it going? Good, thanks. <laughs> hey, so, um, okay, so art history major. Um, for those of you that are actually watching the video, I was given a lovely gift by Brittany. This is actually a Mr. Brainwash um, can. Oh, you know what? I forgot to plug our whiskey today, even though we're not sponsored by anybody. But tonight we're drinking Templeton Rye, the good stuff. If anybody wants to go out and try it, it's uh, really good. Um, I was told by the guy at Bevmo that it's mixes well with depending on what you eat affects the flavor of it so you have vanilla ice cream and then you have some it's good um let's see here when probation when prohibition outlawed the manufacturing sale of alcoholic beverages in 1920 many enterprising residents of a small town in iowa chose to become outlaws producing a high caliber <laughs> and much sought after whiskey known as templeton rye or the good stuff to those in the know alfonsi kirkhoff was one of the templeton outlaws was that Russian? A Russian outlaw for American whiskey? I like it. I don't know. I don't know. That name's a mouthful, though. I know. I, I, I don't even want to try to say it again. All right. Fonzie Kirchhoff? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Brittany right now. Brittany has an exhibit going on. Um, what's it called? It's called Consumed. Actually, just closed. Oh, it just closed. Weekend, Sorry, guys. Sorry. Unfortunately. So... I went though. It was nice. Yeah. And uh, what was the what was the the theme behind so this? So the theme of consumed is um, basically how contemporary artists are dealing with um, with issues of ecological crisis and issues like recycling and what to do with plastics and all of these you know climate change and basically how contemporary artists deal with it. It's, so it, it was group exhibition of five artists and. Um, yeah, it was really awesome. And what though, like, okay, after looking at it, um, I noticed there was like the the whole metal recycling truck cage. There was I got yelled at for sticking my head in that cone thing. What was the point of that stuff? Was oh, that okay. a different exhibit? Yeah, so there's actually two ex- exhibitions going on. So ours was with the one with the rack and in one gallery space, um, and the other exhibition was all about bees. And um, it's not recording. Mm-hmm. I pressed record. 
Oh, you already recording with it? Yeah, oh, that's I why pr- I pressed it because you didn't start it when we started. So the so the GoPro's recording. It should be. Okay, cool. Okay, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this that's is how okay. our show goes. That's this okay. is how the show goes. It's fine. <laughs> like so yeah keep talking so the other exhibition um was about bees and this artist who was really into recreating the bees world in human life-size scale so the the cones that you stuck your head in is supposed to be um part of a bee's nest okay so it's like one segment and and you stuck your head in it yeah and i got yelled at for it well they had these things and the sound it can't take you anywhere well okay you know how like sound amplifies so like Mm -hmm. they say like the cheapest iphone speaker is to take like a a toilet paper roll yeah and you put your phone in it well that was the whole point of these cone things and i I couldn't hear there was there were speakers in there and they Uh, were um it was actually voice recordings of people like singing songs that like, sounded oh, like oh, bees oh, oh, oh. like yeah. that and you could hear it through the thing but it sounded better if you stuck your head in the cone and huh. apparently you weren't allowed to do that yeah so <laughs> but the artist actually intended people to stick their heads I know, in man. there but i don't I look guess the, i break the rules yeah. and i just don't care jake sometimes. does what he wants i do what i want i want to stick my head in a freaking cone and hear some sounds so okay. huh. <laughs> right thank you um <laughs> so okay back to art um i I forced Laura to watch a documentary. Now, I feel like I talk about Banksy a lot on this on this podcast. Hey, might as well. And and I feel like so okay when I first started dating my wife, um, and the first time I met Brittany, you had a book about Banksy. Yeah. And I think it blew you away that I actually knew what you were what was going on yeah and we, she was really a, interested in it we had a bookshelf in our in our um, apartment and i think jake got excited at first because i think he thought it was laura's yeah book, <laughs> and it was like oh yeah okay. oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty he's like oh man whatever i'm like she's learned it and then i was like oh she ain't learned it <laughs> <Nope>. at all <laughs> unfortunately but um okay so anyways i made her watch um the documentary exit through the gift shop no 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 no, no. We, we watched exit through the gift shop but i've talked about that on the show and by the way that relates to the artist of the piece of art that britney gave me everybody um mr brainwash but i made her watch um banksy takes over new york better out than in his okay. whole better out than in thing where every single day in new york he had a different piece of art and um just so everybody listening this is going to be probably a major art heavy podcast and we're going to talk about it a lot so you know, I hope you listeners learn something out there. But um, <laughs> well, I hope well, you know, I hope we talk about it and people start. They go in and they look at Banksy and then they, it leads them to Basquiat. You know what I mean? Then it leads them to Pollock and mm-hmm. then it leads them to all these other different artists where they can kind of excuse me, I burped. Um, where they can kind of learn. You know what I mean? Learn it's, something about what's an, going on because it's, it's an accessible. It's an access point to the larger. Yeah, and and if discourse. you're gonna start somebody, I'm mean, like, I'd rather start them on like like Shepherd Fairy or. Banksy yeah. to get them into the whole art world or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, so anyways, this this documentary, it was not made by Banksy. And you can ask Laura, but my biggest pet peeve about these artists, okay, if you want to call them that, the, the people that were following Banksy, I don't know if they're artists or fans or whatever, but it's like, why were they such pussies? And I know you probably <laughs> can't answer that, but like when I, when I'm looking at it and, and, they're looking at a piece of art from Banksy that's painted on the wall, whatever it was. And somebody goes up and immediately starts tagging next to it to get their name out there. So they're tagging next to a Banksy piece. Yeah. And everybody's standing around is, hey, stop. Can you, <laughs> don't do that. That's a Banksy. I'm like, why isn't somebody up there 
clobbering him. You know what I mean? I mean like, like, do not, not do that. Why That's are you ruining really this? Like, why yeah. are you ruining this? You know, it's, I mean, studying art. And I'm asking you this because you've studied art. Yeah. So I want to know, like, in history, has there been... Because wasn't it, like... I know there's stuff that wasn't controllable. Like, when... um, I forgot which pope it was. But when he went around and he ruined all of the statues by oh, taking out the yeah. genitalia. Yeah. Um, that's something obviously the normal people can't, you know, fight because that's that was the law at the mm -hmm. time. But is there is there been a history of like people defacing art for their own gain and people not doing anything about it? I don't think not individual people per se, like smaller artists. I think it's been more altering art as far as um, in order to access power or or really show as far as that with that pope he he wanted to show his modesty like, kind it, of exactly and like, and so yeah. that was his own political leanings and his own you know idea of the church and religion and so i think it's it's been used more by pol like large political figures but not specifically small artists and i think hello gotta get down <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I haven't really heard anything about like smaller artists. It's not really a huge does it, discourse. Does it kill you that like when and what's going on in the Middle East right now with like ISIS like destroying that's major artistic, you know, like pieces of art from I mean, it, it, it's almost I, OK. Is, how can I say this without being too offensive? Um, <laughs> well, not even offensive, but it's like, honestly, I, I personally don't care about art in the Middle East because I haven't been exposed to it. Yeah. I'm now I'm not saying that I don't like the art because, you know, whatever. I'm saying that I don't know enough about the art to hold on a second, we got something going on over here. Should move your water bottle. Oh, we got a water bottle in the way of production here. God. It's blocking the shot. Why'd you even water on this show? <laughs> Anyways. Um I so like <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? So it's like if 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 um oh, if it. I know Michelangelo's David. Yeah. I know Michelangelo's David. If somebody goes in and damages Michelangelo's David, I'll probably get a little fired up. Yeah. I mean, I'm pissed off. That's a piece of art I know. I don't know anything about the art in the Middle East, so I don't know what they're destroying. And I understand it's somebody's culture and mm -hmm. I understand that it's somebody's history. But it's just it, You it, don't have that particular connection to it and it's not like somebody's blowing up the pyramids that that's something that would you know cause a stir yeah. but it's people destroying art and you know i just don't know now what's in um in an art history sense i guess what would like something like this is it going to drastically affect the future of what art is because they're taking out a culture you know what i mean that's, it's like yeah that's essentially what they're somebody doing wiped is, out the renaissance yeah you know? they're it's, trying to erase you know, this history that doesn't go with their own teachings. So by completely, you know, negating and just wiping out their cultural artifacts, they're trying to impose their own ideas and power. Mm -mm. And so. Now, has that been done before? It has. Well, OK, uh, here's a good example, because now Brittany's a world traveler. Brittany's been to Germany and um, I was just going to. Yeah, you're exactly. going to go there. Now, I was going to ask you. I know I've asked you this before, but obviously the podcast hasn't heard it now. Mm -hmm. World War Two, obviously a dark time in German history. And you have German heritage. Yes, I'm half German. Half German. Okay, perfect. Now, World War Two or dark time in, in German history, obviously. What's what's the consensus in Germany when it relates to like World War Two? Like, do they talk about it? I mean, they do actually talk about kind of like we it's like American slavery almost. You know what I mean? It's like 
I think it's completely. Well, it's, it's worse. It's, it's way worse. worse. But, but but what I mean is it's a it's a it's a dark spot. Yeah, it it's, is a dark it's spot. It's not I think okay. at least in the United States, we don't constantly bring up slavery. I think well, I don't know what T V show you watch, but I, I, I mean at least at least I, I don't know. I guess it's not as pronounced or as far as like in museums like cultural artifacts in in the south they're not showing clans men hats and you know um but in germany they do that's you go into um almost any museum in berlin and anything that's related to the war they have you know special like information written on the tombstone saying like this is what happened and they're really good about talking about their past and have you ever been to Holocaust Museum? Uh, we went to not the one here. I haven't. Oh, not the one in New York. No. I, I, I was young when I went, and I went in, and I wasn't expecting to be moved. If that makes sense, I didn't know anything yeah. about it. I was young. I didn't. I didn't want that stuff. And I went in there, and I, I, I cried, and I didn't even know anything about World War II, how many people died, or whatever. But the the whole thing was so moving. And there's is there stuff like that over. Yes, definitely. In um, Berlin, there's there's a major um, piece that's uh, the monument to. It's literally the translation into English is the monument to the murdered Jews and Ooh. people of the war, basically. And so it's it's these large. It's an actu- actually an abstract um, installation in the middle of Berlin with huge um, cement uh, blocks that you walk, you physically have to go in through and walk through these mazes of different sizes. And it's, and it really. Aren't the like internment camps museums also? They are. Yeah. They, they are, they have. Could you imagine going to Auschwitz? I'm like. I've heard it's pretty intense. I don't think I'd want to see that. Like I've seen like pictures of like, there's Mm -hmm. like, this podcast is getting heavy, but like <laughs> I can see like, but like you know like, there's like claw marks on the walls mm-hmm. and stuff like oh, yeah. but yeah. it's history and that's really, that's really life. Really it's history. Yeah. They take their their students like young kids. They take them. Well, to you need to know kids. about your culture so it doesn't repeat exactly. itself. You know exactly. what I mean? But like if here we don't do that, they still have plantations look, that are functioning. I mean, let's be real, Brittany. If there's one thing I <laughs> criticize on this podcast, I've probably criticized on three episodes. Uh, it's the American educational system. Yeah, so don't got- even like don't even. <laughs> get me started on it like i don't like he's it's, about to get real fired it's, up it's the yeah. one thing that yeah we're just gonna steer clear of it because i get really <laughs> fired up on it yeah but um <laughs> so yeah so when you look at art and i know that we're kind of taking a small small sliver out of <laughs> out of art history but we're looking at like world war ii um for example because i don't even know how we got on this topic but we're talking about it but um when you look at like that movie the monuments men yeah right based on a true story have you seen it I have not, but I do know the story. So, yeah. So it's, it's, do you think by removing the art from a culture, the people can almost, I want to say like almost forget their identity. I know we're getting kind of deep here, but it's like if, if, so I'm, my heritage is Romanian and uh, our main art, I would say are like icons for churches. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm just, there's probably one hanging somewhere, but, um, we do a lot of like icon work and I would say that that's the remains. And I feel like if you wiped all that out, like almost an entire culture, even though they're still around, like almost an entire culture would be wiped out. Well, you have no visual representations of what your culture is basically. Yeah. So it was like their, their photographs almost of what, yeah, yeah. okay, cool. And that's, and, and that's what I was kind of getting at. If, if, if I want to see 
a culture, I can look at their art and then if the art's being wiped out, like what ISIS is trying to do. Mm -hmm. So there's a method and a madness behind what ISIS is doing. Yeah, they're, they're not just mindlessly destroying. No, they're definitely not. It's not just, oh, we're going to go here and just break things to break things. It's it's specifically targeting these cultural artifacts because they know that it will have, you know, an impact. Interesting. Did you know that, Matt? I did not. Yeah, I just so you're giving the answers we don't like right now, man. I'm trying to get you to talk here. <laughs> but so anyway, so back to like the the I don't know why I got involved, uh, how we got so sidetracked, but back to the the Banksy movie I was because talking to you about. That's what this podcast does. Yeah, yeah, it's it's mainly we get hopelessly off topic, right? Exactly. It's in our little description. Mm -hmm. Um, so back to like the Banksy, uh, the Banksy art. He put up this display, and it was called the Sphinx. And have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. So he put it up and he made it. I don't know what he made it out of, but there was all of his art. It, there's a method and a madness to his art, which which I think is brilliant. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's this part of New York where a bunch of small businesses were getting wiped out. Um, like um, what's it called? Um, not genetology. What's it called when they when they start bringing money into an area? Gentrification. Gentrification. There that's we go. A, that's a big word. Hey, I, I was close. That, I knew that's, that's one of them. I said it. I said it. I said it wasn't genealogy, dang it. I said gentrification. I am um, a master's degree. Yes, yeah, so, we have somebody getting a master's here, so we're all plebs. Oh, so yeah. like, <laughs> all hail. Um, but yeah, so the. <laughs> so they're they're basically he went to these areas of of gentrification, uh -huh. and um. So there's this old, it was like an old body shop and these three Hispanic guys work there. I, they never said if they were brothers or if they were family or whatever, but these three guys work there and Banksy puts this, you know, $350,000 piece of artwork on their property and leaves it there. Mm -hmm. And the next day there's thousands of people taking pictures of it. And what, what, what gets me, um, our last guest asked me if I would think if, if, I think it's vandalism, which yes, I do. And I don't in the sense, it's really hard to explain right? if it's vandalism and if it's not vandalism, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not his property. And that leads me into my next statement was when he, the three gentlemen that, that own the body shop were loading up this piece of art. It was a solid piece and they're loading it up in the back of a truck to take it. And like I told you, the art fans, no, stop. It's a Banksy. Like <laughs> you're a bad person. Stop. Please, I'm no. like, ask Laura. I was yelling at the TV. I was like, it's on their property. Like <laughs> yeah. if they want to take it, they can take it. If they want to bulldoze it, they can bulldoze it. It's exactly. on their property. And then, um, on Banksy's website, he kind of broke down how, and this is what I'm saying. He knew what he was doing because mm -hmm. he goes on his website and he kind of breaks down and he goes, this, these three, these three guys were going to get put out of business and they were going to get steamrolled. So I left some art on their desk. You know what I mean? Like on their front door, <laughs> there you go. Sell it. Do, do well for yourselves for yeah. a while. And that's like kind of what his, his kind of MO is. And that's what I love about yeah, him is because cool. he never tries to ask for money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's all whatever, but, it, but like, out of his 30 pieces he did in New York, like 17 of them were like ended up getting painted over by the shop owners and oh, stuff wow, like that. Right. Yeah. And that's what, and back to what we were talking about, it's their property. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. If they, yeah. So what were so you going to say? Your Go. definition of vandalism is really what side are you on? And are you the property owner? Are you the person who is an art, a quote unquote art appreciator? Mm -hmm. Somebody who's, you know, 
that's looking and be like, wow, that's really amazing. It's on your wall. You should be, you should love this piece. And you know, it's like, no, it's like, no, it's, but it's, it's my property. It's their property. It and really is. Yeah. And yeah. so, but that's like, it leads me back to, because there's this one spot in New York called five points. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. All right. Hold on guys. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up five points real quick. So we have a talking point here with Miss Brittany. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. You're fine. Five points. You sound, you sound real nice. Yeah? Yeah. Sultry voice. Buttery. Oh yeah. No, that's a face for radio. So um <laughs> so this is five points. It was a spot in New York. They talk about it a lot in the documentary. Mm-hmm. You've seen it? I have seen that, yeah. Everybody out there, Google five points with a Z so you can be tuned into this section of the podcast. But anyways, it's um it was like an apartment complex and it was covered with graffiti, but like good street art graffiti. You know what I mean? None okay, of not like tagging. No, not like tagging, like art. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you look at and it, and it and it kind of became like a cultural phenomenon where like it was almost acceptable for people to go there and right. spray paint here. And mm-hmm. like the people that own the property didn't really care. It's been an abandoned property for years. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, Banksy was they had plans to close this down because of gentrification. They said, Hey, this is prime property in Queens. We want to build a a high rise apartment complex here. You know what I mean? So the owners, so everybody was fighting to save and it. And that's where this whole debate of vandalism comes in because it's like people fighting to save this property because of the, the van, the spray paint on it. Let's just be real. The vandalism that's on it. And it comes down to what you said. If, if the owners of the property think it's, it's, worth saving they're going to save it if they demolish it that's their property it's their it's their property <laughs> well art only has value to those that appreciate it whoa whoa <laughs> that was deep whoa bro <laughs> so deep. yeah but um yeah so they ended up what they did was they ended up uh whitewashing the entire that. building mm-hmm. so that there would be no reason to try and like make it a monument like they were trying to make it you know how like um the city can jump right. in and mm-hmm. save a piece of property because of whatever reason. As a cultural heritage yeah, monument. You know, Lincoln yeah. was born here. We can't tear it down or whatever. And uh, so they, they just went in overnight. They did it. And yeah. this was like, I'm talking an, an entire apartment complex, all the walls, everything wow. spray painted. Like It's layers and layers. Like people have been doing this for years. years. And it was just like crazy. People had scaffoldings out like to to spray paint. It was insane. So overnight they whitewashed the entire building. (laughs) It's demolished now, I think. I think they already demolished it. But I guess it comes down to, you know, whatever. Yeah. How art rolls. So um back to your travels. What do you think well not just your travels, I guess your your whole career in life. What what do you think has been the most influential the most influential like art movement towards our society. What do you think is really, is that a heavy question? That is a We're heavy question. We're asking some pretty, pretty decent questions getting... today. What? We're getting some pretty decent questions. I got today. like that semi buzz. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bull drunk yet, but I'm at get that there. point to where I'm like, you know, you know, there's that, there's that happy medium where you You're can right. get like really. And so we, I've, I've <laughs> talked, I've talked about this story before, but there was one time when Matt, John and I went camping mm-hmm. and we were in this cabin and the cabin was probably the size of this room we're in now. It was a little, a little bit bigger. Maybe if we include the patio and we got so obliterated drunk and we started talking about like conspiracy theories 
And I don't know. Wait, how do you feel about conspiracy theories? Like, I love them. Okay, yes. I love well, we can get into that. We can I get into that. It's about to get deep. Well, like, do you know, like, 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 like the whole like the lizard man theory and all that other stuff? I've heard that one, but you I know that one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the lizard people. So basically, mm-hmm. there's there's a theory out there that, and this is a like a complete like you can look up research on this, and there's actual research on it that we are being controlled by a lizard people mm-hmm. that live under the Earth's crust. Okay, that's awesome. And it's, but it's like, it's pages and pages of yep. research. And there's a name for them. Hold on, let me find this out. Essentially, they were like, it's another race. And the first they're, race. They're like, the, yeah, the first race on the planet. And they're the, the ruling class, pretty much. And basically, they have enslaved humanity through like telekinesis and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. through telekinesis, they, they make themselves look like humans to us. That like, is insane. Yeah, reptilians. Like we, don't, we don't know that they're there. Reptilians, reptoids, reptiloids, saurians, and draconians are pur- purported reptilian humanoids that play a prominent role in... Fan- no, that's not right. Bubba David Ike. Oh, yeah. It's just talking about... It's just breaking them down to what, what yeah. the theory is. It's pretty, it's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah, so there's like a whole theory that this world is being ran by reptilians and that there's like certain spots and like they, they have videos of like mm. where you see like major influential people in history like uh, obviously the photo might have been the video might have been doctored or whatever is that the one with the you see his eyes yes yeah so it, it's on i think it's a it's either some political debate or it's like a like the tonight show or something like that and this guest is talking and you see their eyes and you know how like lizards have vertical slit eyes and yeah. you see the, the slit go like that for a second oh god it's kind of weird but yeah. i mean it could Ooh. be totally photoshopped yeah, it could yeah. be completely fake but that's the whole that's, that's kind of weird part. though so back to what i was talking about we got so obliterated drunk that night and i mean we started getting into conspiracy theory talks <laughs> and it was for like from like 11 o'clock at night until three in the morning we were like, I'm, I'm talking like, you know, like, and we, we had can't a, stand up. Drunk it was, like it was almost snowing outside. It was so cold. So we had this fire roaring in the fire pit and we're just hammer drunk talking about, <laughs> about conspiracy theories. And so, but I'm not that drunk yet, but I'm at the kind of okay. mellow point to where I'm like insightful. Fantastic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wasn't yeah. it? Well, well, you know, Rogan talks about it a lot and, um, talks about to be artistic. And this is a good thing that I'm going to ask you about. Um, he, he almost thinks that to like be artistic, there almost has to be some type of altering substance in your system. And he says, for example, like Stephen King, for example, Mm -hmm. excuse me, Stephen King doesn't smoke cigarettes. He will only smoke cigarettes when he's writing a book Hmm. because that he says that it opens up his mind more and it allows him to, to write better or whatever. And majority of now maybe not majority that's that's a kind of an under but a lot of artists would do a lot of things when they were like under the influence right i think a lot of prominent artists have had either drinking problems well pollock was an alcoholic oh yeah of course big time alcoholic and but that's not what people talk about usually when they talk about his art i mean but it's just something that's kind of known and kind of goes well they're saying that now like jackson do you know who jackson pollock is i do yeah so for all of our listeners he was an artist in the 70s Mm -hmm. when uh, 50s, oh, 40s, 50s, and 40s and 50s, and and he was, the 60s. yeah, he mainly started with the how he was house painting. He was a house painter, yeah. 
and then he didn't he mess up? Well, tell me the story. And do you know it or I not? Don't, I don't know his like exact beginnings. Oh, art history, guys. Art history over here. Okay, whatever. <laughs> that's, not my, that's not my specialization. So. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. A synopsis. He was an artist. He was uh, he was a house painter, and he had spilt some paint or something. This is what I remember learning in my art class. He had spilt some paint and he had smudged on a piece of art, and somebody's like, "Oh, that's like on a, on a canvas type piece of paper." Mm-hmm. And somebody said, "That's brilliant," and he ended up selling it and started selling that whatever. But anyways, I did you hear now that his art is actually starting to like deteriorate? Yes, because there's so many things that aren't actually um, made for art. They're not. Um, they're like house paint, car yeah. paint. Um, you never cigar- use like proper cigarette paint. Cigarette butts. Um, well, there's all these different things that you know. Since he actually painted his canvases, like he put them on the floor and like would step on them, and there's dirt and and so these things are not supposed to be like they weren't supposed to last really. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah, they're having hmm. trouble restoring them or you know even preserving them now interesting huh so back to conspiracy theories um <laughs> let's talk about lizards yeah well no have you so have you ever heard of the bilderberg group no oh man <laughs> have you heard of the bilderberg group uh no okay you guys it's like bilderberg but I, you birds. know what i probably have but bilderberg oh i heard Bil- no 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 Bilder- like, oh, okay. bilderberg. bilderberg so there's there's another the united d- states is being taken over by bilderberg yeah right <laughs> everybody just slow your roll no so there's this um and there's actually there's there's video of it but the bilderberg group okay so the theory is the theory is that the world is ran by the rothschilds Right. And you've heard that, right? Yeah. Okay. So the Rothschilds, we've talked about it before. I'm not going to get into mm-hmm. it. Um, now, there's another theory that says, yes, the Rothschild, the Rothschilds run the world. They sit back and they engineer all the big things. And then there's another theory that the day-to-day tasks of the world are run by this Bilderberg group. And that this hmm. group meets once a year. And... Um, it's basically a group of like all of the most influential people in the world. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah have you heard I, about this? I do know what you're talking about. So there's actually there's this video and it's online and it's of these people that found out where they meet at a certain place every year. Bilderberg group. See, it pops right up. Um, so Bilderberg clubs and blah 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 blah. Bilderberg meetings. So Bilderberg group, uh, com, blah, 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 right? So there's this spot they meet in California every year. And it's like this dude's this dude's ranch or something like that. And it looks like an old, like an old like plant, plantation style house in Northern California, like mm-hmm. that big kind of house or whatever. So there's these protesters outside and they're videotaping all the people going in mm-hmm. to this conference. And it's an, it's an unscheduled conference. Nobody knows about it. Um, there's no reason why all these people should be getting together. It's not like a G2 summit or anything yeah. like that. So they're videotaping these people and they're zoomed in on these limos pulling up and they're like, okay, there's Hillary and Bill Clinton. Like there's Obama, like yeah. there's Dick Cheney. There's, you know, Putin there's like, and it's like all these people getting out of these limos going into this meeting that nobody knows anything about. So everybody's like, why the hell else would all these people be going in and meeting Unless there's something going on. And that's that was like... Weren't we, there a lot of like financial related people too? Big time. Like yeah. big CEOs, Bill Gates, you know, all these people that, you know, could could essentially right. run the world if they wanted to. But um, what really interested me, and this is what I've talked to, I talked about it briefly on one of the previous shows. But what really interested me was the, the idea of um, like... The world's 
the world like the 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 leaders aren't really enemies you know this, if that makes sense so that like like put let's just say for example like putin and obama oh, yeah you're saying it's just engineered yeah, like smoke, putin and obama and are probably kind of like stuff. they could care less about each other you know what i mean mm-hmm. like but it's been engineered for america to not like russia because russia's doing this or or whatever you know what i mean but there's no i don't know that's just my what's your favorite uh conspiracy theory floating around right now I don't know. That drop you on the spot there yeah, by asking kind you of. what's your favorite. I, I, I don't really follow them like per se, like contemporary conspiracy theory. I'm like big on like Nessie, like Loch Ness monster, oh. like old school, like 60, like more sci-fi well, we had, old school stuff. We had one of our guests, um, Dubious. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dubious John. And he talked about how there's a whole theory around that Bigfoot was a time traveling, like interdimensional being. Right. And, like, he only pops in whenever he feels like grabbing some berries or whatever. Oh, that's awesome. But then, like, but I've heard, like, on other podcasts where they've talked about it. And they're like, have you ever seen how dense a forest, the area that that Bigfoot supposedly lives lives in? Yeah. And they were talking about how it's, like, like 98% of it still hasn't even been explored. So they're like, how do we not know that there's some primitive-type mammal out there, Mm -hmm. like, walking around, you know? And... It's just interesting stuff like that. There, they've, there's been a couple movies too. Like they made that movie. Um, Harry and the Hendersons. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> well, it's based in reality. Um, <laughs> that was real to me. Yeah, it was. It was, really it was real to me. Game. I mean, the dog and everything, man. That, that was a good movie, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> no, they ta- um, No, there's a couple movies out now that are made to look real. Mm-hmm. One of them's called Troll Hunter. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Nope. But have you seen it? We got we got uh, Brittany's boyfriend over there laughing about it because uh, yeah, but it's called Troll Hunter and it's a movie <laughs> where they um, these documentarians go out to hunt for trolls in like Norway or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's actually like you watch this movie and you think it's real. Like they don't ever say that it's fake. Uh, okay. Do you kind of get what I'm yeah, saying? Like a Blair Witch Project. Kind kind, of yeah, kind of. Yeah, there we go. So you watch this movie and you're like holy shit you know what i mean like right. and then at the end it's like this was all fake you're like oh man mm-hmm. i actually watched that with uh, david <laughs> we, but then there's another movie called um so i had the day off one day and i decided to go through netflix and i got on this big like conspiracy theory there's like a whole conspiracy theory section on netflix oh, really yeah and they yeah. talk about you know like 9 11 mm-hmm. which i could talk days about 9 11 because i don't know and, and that, you know, I've gotten in debates, too, with my parents about that. And my parents were like, well, how could you think it's a conspiracy? I'm like, I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm just saying that there's stuff that can't be explained. And she's like, oh, so, you know, and obviously I'm not taking anything away from the 9-11. It was tragedy. It was horrible. But she goes, you really think that 3,000 people didn't die? And I'm like, I really think the government could make it up if they wanted it to. You know what I mean? Like, I really think that it yeah. could be done. There's a, They have enough power. And same thing with the people that say, like, Sandy Hook was fake the sandy hook shooting oh, okay i'm like i think the government could do it like if they wanted to mm-hmm. if, if there was reason enough to push for what they said they said the whole the conspiracy behind sandy hook now have you heard about that and how it relates to batman and all that other stuff what, batman what? yeah so there's a scene <laughs> no 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 let me pull it up here because it's this is a really in-depth one hold on sandy hook hoax conspiracy Okay, Sandy Hook conspiracy theories. Give me one second, listeners. I'm pulling this up. It's for your own info. So what is the point? Just to like push gun control? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So wow. there's a scene in Batman. Um, I forgot which one. Connected to the shooting rabbits popularity included the fact that the Hunger Games lives in Sandy Hook and her book 22 Children. Oh, yeah. So there's a conspiracy that it was related to the Hunger Games book. Okay. Because in the Hunger Games, the author's from Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. And in the Hunger Games, 22 people died. And at Sandy Hook, 22 people died. And, you know, and they, well, yeah, Matt's rolling his eyes over here. But hey. but do you get what I'm saying? Though? Like that's just that's just like you know. A, but there's one instance, and I actually looked it up, where in the Dark Knight Rises, I think, or the or the Dark Knight, there's a scene where um, Batman's looking at a map. This is true, and I found it in the movie. Uh-huh. He like looks at a map of Gotham, and part of Gotham is called Sandy Hook, and it's an exact outline of Sandy Hook, the city, and this was before the shooting so there's this whole engineering that because the shooting happened during batman the dark knight premiere okay so there's this whole theory that to drum up propaganda for the movie there was gonna no 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 i'm not i'm thinking of aurora that was different i'm thinking of the aurora shooting but there's a whole theory that to drum up like something for the movie they instigated this whole shooting to happen but it never happened huh like you guys are gonna have to do your own yeah, research. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that one. But um, <laughs> I am not convinced. See, there's like, well, there's like Iranian propaganda. Um, let's see. Let me look it up here. I'm gonna do Sandy Hook conspiracy Batman. Boom, right there, first hit. I just put in Thanks, a B. Thanks, Google. So section of Gotham renamed <laughs> Sandy Hook. Blah blah blah. Okay, hold on, guys. I wonder so. what we would find if we did this on the deep web. The deep web. Oh, have, you, have you heard about the deep web? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, thanks. That, okay. is a, that is a terrifying place. Yeah, so he looks at a map in Batman. See, look, so you can see this is from the movie The Dark Knight Rises. And if you pull it up, actually, it is Sandy Hook. And it's the exact same shape as Sandy Hook. And there's this whole big this whole big deal about it. And That's wild. Yeah, it's really interesting. Mm. A really interesting kind of deal. Think. Yeah, it makes you think. So, <laughs> on the deep web... Okay, so for anybody that's out there that doesn't know, what you go online and you go on the internet, and I'm talking any possible website that you could think of. Anything that you find through Google. Not even Google, just anything you Pretty think much, of. Yeah. Facebook, um, Google yep. itself, yep. Yahoo, Instagram, whatever. You're basically only seeing about 0.03% of what's on the internet. And then there's this whole other sub layer called the deep web. Now, there's lots of different sub layers. To yeah. The web. And I'm not telling anybody to go here because if you go here, the FBI will look into you. You have to have no. special browsers. No, I mean, it's there's nothing illegal about going there. the deep Just web. Looking. It's when you start participating in, in the deep web that are on the deep web. That's when you get yourself in trouble. There's so a lot of really, really scary stuff out there. Oh, yeah. So the deep web you can buy. I mean, you can buy drugs. Obviously, that's like the one thing um, you can buy guns, yep. you can buy whatever. But Matt and I were talking about this uh, this article written about some of the most messed up things they've seen on the deep web. So like disclaimer to everybody listening. It, this is horrible. It's yeah, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. I don't know where this podcast is going, but I like it. But <laughs> but basically, like there was a time there was a time on the deep web when there's this dude and a lot of this stuff comes out of like Eastern Europe where it's mm-hmm. not really that regulated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and there was this dude that was a doctor and he would take orphans and he would surgically remove their arms and their legs, surgically make them blind, deaf and mute and then sell them as sex toys. Oh, my God. And you could buy that online. 
on the deep web with bitcoins like our yeah, culture it's, wow. it's wild that's nuts there's, our culture really is insane disgusting, horrible things yeah it's 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 insane to me it blows me away that there's like this well then there's also the thing i was telling you about where there's this group of medical students mm-hmm. that were doing like um and this is all stuff you guys can google and read about it's all true but there's this these people and they were medical students and they would um do these just unbelievably horrible things to homeless people and document their their progression and it was all posted on the deep web and then yeah for quote unquote scientific yeah for like scientific but it was super stuff like like okay injected bleach in pregnant woman oh what's gonna happen well it'd be like well injected five milligrams of bleach like you know no problem and injected 20 milligrams of bleach like you know, host and child died. Like they were, they were like oh writing like gosh. crazy reports on these homeless people that they were yeah. picking up off the street. And I was like, what? I don't yeah, want to read this shit. Really dark stuff. It was really fucked up. And then like, I, I was kept reading it and I was like, I don't, I, I, I actually stopped reading because it really grosses you out. Like what the depths of humans, like whatever, but kind of relates back to art, to the good things that humans can do too. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there was like our buddy, our buddy, uh, Mike was on the I him and okay so him and I listened to some of the same podcasts mm-hmm. and they talked really in depth about this on another podcast we listened to and um so I was talking to my my buddy Mike about it and I was like yeah he's like you have to download a special browser called Tor yeah. and there's nothing wrong with downloading Tor if you want to yep. download it T O R and it a lot of for the onion router it's for an onion router which basically so like if I'm if I'm on the internet and I have my router Right. Let's just say whoever my cable provider is, AT&T, Cox, whatever, whoever gives my, my cable or my Internet. Um, if the government or anybody, anybody wants to find me, they can find my router, put it to my computer and I did it. Whatever was done on my computer. Mm-hmm. When you go through Onion, Onion takes that that IP address and bounces it through like six thousand other people. So Mike was telling us Mike downloaded Tor just because a lot of people say it's really good for like banking and online purchases mm. because they can't direct it to where and, you know, steal your information. So Mike did a ping test and it told him he was in like Eastern Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> he, he, like yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten Germany. I've done gotten France, like just random locations, just random locations. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So we kind of went from art to, uh, yeah. <laughs> so what, so back to what I think the original question I asked you all the way back, like 30 minutes ago, we got some laughs over here, but like, <laughs> but like what, what in your opinion would be like the most influential, like, um, the most influential, like art period that really kind of defines, I think we got into this question and it went into like individual groups, but like, is there a period that you think really defines humanity? Like what really kind of shows what you probably the Renaissance is what everybody would say. Right. But yeah, I think that's more, at least for me specifically, I would, I turn to contemporary art Mm -hmm. and more issues of um, like identity formation and like more ideas of like socially constructed issues. Now for, for people out there, I have a friend, I, 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 I know lots of friends. I know the answer. Okay. But I have a friend that doesn't know the answer. Now, can you like elaborate on contemporary art? Like, what is it? Like, Oh, you have a friend that doesn't know. I have a friend that doesn't know. I have a friend that doesn't know. And he yeah. wants to know. I know what the an, answer, what but an like, what is it? friend. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This friend. Okay. Um, like, what would you describe contemporary art as? What time period? What? 
that's it's really actually hard to define but i mean it depends on your own personal ideas of what contemporary is are and is and for me i would say probably anything post uh world war ii okay that would be for me up until when like when did modern art come into play that was uh probably turn of the century Okay. So oh, 1900s. I'm backwards. Yeah, you're I'm backwards. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking so that modern, modern art's the new stuff. Contemporary no, art's contemporary the new stuff. Is new stuff. Until there we, go. we come up with a better term. You should let your you should let your friend know about that. Yeah, your yeah, friend should know. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> 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 so what's um? No. So you're saying like? So modern is like 1900. Like impress. So let's start with the just. Let's do it. I, this is what <laughs> this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted from this podcast. See, so start breaking but, it down for me. For me, at least, before you I break it down, though, can you break it down like into the microphone instead of not? Into Sorry, the there we go. You can move it so, so that you're. Yeah, bring it closer to yeah. you. Just Get comfortable. Com- comfort is the key. How's that whiskey treating you? I haven't seen you drink in a while. <sighs> here, I'll get up and help you. What did I? Yeah, hold on a second, guys. We're taking a little a little drink break here. What? Yeah. yeah I had more booze in there than she did. Oh. If we want to play that game, well, then pour me some more, man. I wasn't saying hey, down it. I was just. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Jake doesn't have to drive this time. So. See, I, I never am allowed. I'm never allowed to get drunk on my own podcast because it's always done somewhere else and I have to drive home. <laughs> so. Awesome. <laughs> Although the missus does want to go to Disney after this. So <laughs> we, might oh have a, okay. we might have an, <laughs> we might have an issue with that. Oh, you guys want to go to Disneyland too? Okay. So um, back to what you were saying. Break it down for me. Anyways, well, I think I have a really cynical view of art history in general mm-hmm. um, as far as how time periods and whatnot are constructed. They're completely, there is no point in art where they're saying like, no, hold on, we're going to stop what we're doing now and completely change over and we're going to call it something else. Yeah, but I it, mean, and it's, it's been, you, you basically have narrativized art history from, a, from the future. Like you, you look back on art and be like, okay, this is a period, then mm-hmm. this is a period, and then this is a period, but it didn't really work that way. And see that, and that's how I had an art teacher, and I've talked about him on a few podcasts. Really good guy, but um, he was the one that told me you didn't do it, and you didn't do it at the right time. Remember, I was telling yeah, you about yeah. that. So um, he, that's how we taught the class. He taught it like, um, from here to here, Renaissance, from here to here, um, I, whatever. What was it? It began with like a B or something. Oh, like, like Baroque art? Baroque art. Like and Baroque, then, Rococo. And there all the we different. go. He so, went through all of them. And it was all like from this year to this year was Rococo. From this year to this year like was hard, this. Hard, hard lines. Hard yeah, days. hard lines. And I was, but like Brittany said, like, it's not like in 1942 all or 45, I guess, after World decided. War Two, according to this one. But like, you know, in 45 or 46 or whatever, it's not like everybody said, all right, we're done. We're going to contemporary. Time for a change. You know what I mean? But yeah. it was because it was the pioneers that move into the field. Like, so who would you say the pioneer of contemporary art was? Warhol? No, not Warhol. Um, I think he is one, and I think he's somebody to point to. That's a major figure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it. I think it really does depend on your own specialization and who you think it is. It's. I think art history is super subjective, and anybody who says it's objective, like this period to this period, is I think they're full of crap. Well, that's <laughs> and, and that's the whole idea. That's the whole idea of art too. Is that art is so subjective, and that's why I hate it when people like pigeonhole you because I can be like, okay, that's art, and somebody else can be like, no, it's not, and I'll be like, okay, I hate that. Why do you hate that? I love it. You know what I mean? It's like right, yeah. it's it's one of those. It's one of the few things on earth 
I think that is purely, purely subjective. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, okay, this is a, a brown bottle, right? You see it's a brown bottle. She sees it's a brown bottle. That's You can't argue with that. Now, right. if, now if I think it's good or not, that's subjective. Mm-hmm. If you think it's good, if you think it's good, and that's what art is. I can think that picture is good, and you cannot. It's that's kind of what I was talking about earlier with, with the Banksy stuff, like the, the business owners that get rid of it. That mm-hmm. art, art only has value to those that think it has value dude stop blowing my mind right now. sorry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i get what you're saying it's subjective yeah it is it subjective is, it always is yeah it's completely subjective and then i was gonna bring something up but i forgot That's okay. anyways so um so back to contemporary art um yeah so like the bank not the banksies the warhols and the um the pollocks and what what would you classify picasso as oh that's modern art modern art. yeah that's modern so it's yeah. weird it's not yeah. weird but like <laughs> do you know that i was picasso's blue period for halloween one year did the you ever box. hear that no did you ever hear that story no. so what i did was <laughs> so i actually took um I only like you this. jake only well you. i took a bunch of tampons and i and my and you know what's funny is my mom helped me make it but i took a <laughs> bunch of tampons and i put them in like blue like food coloring and water so like the commercials what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Well, those are for pads, though, not really tampons, right? Like, Kotex helps. What? Well, anyways, nobody wants to. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I pinned them all on my shirt, and I was Picasso's blue period. That's clever. Does anybody else? I That's mean, come clever. on, come on. That was clever. And then one year, I, I one year I stole the office idea, and I painted my whole face blue, and then I wrote book across it in, in white. It was Facebook. Oh my god. Facebook. Simple. simple. I almost got beat up at a UCI party for that. Just Good, so you know. Perfect. Hey, UCI is crazy. Oh yeah, I went to I went to a we were at the baseball house because I had a buddy that was playing baseball for him at the time, down in Newport Beach, and it was it was probably one of the weird. Okay, so I've been to some weird parties in my life, but I go to this party and my and I'm I'm, I'm not gonna say any names, but um but <laughs> but my buddy that played foot played baseball for UCI um. He goes, Jake. I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? He goes, so there's a bunch of, you know, baseball players here, blah, blah, blah. We had a TV star there. Um, I don't know if he played for UCI, but he's actually on Teen Wolf. Um, super cool guy. He was there. And then he's like, yes, yeah, so we got some TV stars here. And then he points at this one random girl. And he's like, she's a porn star. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, she's a porn star. And I'm like, but what's, go-? she's like, yeah, he goes, she's like, she goes to UCI. That's but, crazy. But like she pays her. Like, is is her this tuition. a story of how you met your wife? No, bro, <laughs> take it back. Take it back. You know, hey, funny back. story. Funny story. She was she dated one of the guys that was at that party though. I do know this. Yeah, see, Brittany knew that story. Yeah, I'm whatever. It's, it's the past. It's I don't cool. ca- I don't care. It's the past. But yeah, so that was a funny story. I was she was like saying his name and I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> like I've, I've met that guy before. She's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, well, it just shows, dude. It shows like when I when I first met her, um on our first date, you'll know this. She didn't because I wanted to take her shooting on the first date, right? And everybody thought that was weird, and I, I thought it was really cool. I think it's awesome. I'm like, if you're taking someone on a date, you want to take I'm them to something. I didn't think of it. Unfortunately, I'll never have another first date because I married her. Yep. But um, I guess that's not unfortunate. It's a good Alzheimer's. thing. Well, that's a good. Unless she forgets Alzheimer's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good looks. Take away the coffee and everything that they say prevents Alzheimer's. Done deal. Oh, yeah. But um, no. So so we we went on our It'll first be date. Like the Notebook, but with guns. But like, yeah, right. 
Have you seen that? How meme? could like, we make what do you want? <laughs> Have you seen that meme from from the Notebook where it's uh, Ryan Gosling and it's like whenever you ask your chick what she wants for dinner, oh, and yeah. it's him going, "What do you want?" Like, he says it like six times. And she's like, "I don't." Know. She's like, "I don't know." He's like, "What do you want?" <laughs> Married guys get it. So do I guess you do, right? You guys have been together for a while. Yeah, that's good. That's cute. I like your boyfriend. He's a good guy. He's all right. <sighs> Lord gets <laughs> Lord, Lord gets mad at me whenever I'm like, "What do you think Kevin's doing right now?" <laughs> <laughs> Ask her about it. Ask her about it. Oh God! But um, Kevin, I think somebody has a man crush on you. It's, I so mean, cute. you know, we talked about that. We talked about that in depth in the last podcast. We sure did. How like it's okay to say like another man's interesting or attractive. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't see any problem with that. <laughs> she go, she goes against that. Or she agrees with it. She, Really, what? you can, dude. You can talk if you want. You can here, open here, your here, mouth. Here. It's not a big deal. <laughs> hey, you guys, we got we got Brittany's boyfriend coming in here. No, yeah. Sometimes I'll say like, "This guy's not bad looking." She's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. You can say a guy's good looking. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so I was taking her out on her first date. We were gonna go shooting, and um, we actually had a mutual friend and this is the kind of good thing about Facebook, I guess, but we actually had a mutual friend and she said, well, he knows this guy. So I guess he's probably okay because that guy was okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I was so, there during that conversation because she looked him on, up online and was like, Oh wait, we have one mutual friend in common. Boom. Uh-oh. Just like that. And then I, I was because I was questioning, she said, "Oh, he wants to take me shooting." I was like, "Uh." She was a proponent. She was a proponent, and like, I was like, "This dude." It's not like I'm taking her to the dark desert. Like I'm taking her to like an actual shooting range to shoot. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm like Lord, cameras. Lord couldn't give me Why don't you come to the desert with me now? Get you shooting. <laughs> come I got, on out. Come got, on out to the shack. I made, I made her <laughs> got a lot of trunk space. <laughs> like, like, I made what? her show me your profile. I was like, "Who's this dude? I want to see who he is. Like, <laughs> is he is he okay?" Is and he you're like, "God, he's strikingly handsome." And I was like, "Hey." It happens, yeah. <laughs> you had a picture with a baby, so I was like, "Oh, he must be okay." He has a picture with a baby. It's cool. Oh yeah, that was my nephew when my nephew was born. Well, actually, the Texas. first thing was like, "Does he have a kid?" Oh, that would. I never thought about that. Like, mm-hmm. if you're still in the dating game, that's not a. You have a kid, and gotta make sure to throw. Nothing that wrong with that, but there. I was just like, "You, she should know ahead of time." She should know ahead of time. Gotta throw that caption on there. Part of me feels like she asked me on our first date. <laughs> Excuse uh, me, do you have a child? <laughs> well, here's how I knew she. Here's how I knew she was worth holding on to. I met her. I asked her to dance. We danced. We exchanged numbers. I dropped the Call Me Maybe song lyric. Of course you did. And that's what I'm pretty sure that's what sealed the deal. I could be wrong, but and we went on our first date. And now I got the burps. Sorry, this stone IPA. We're not sponsored by them, but I am drinking a stone IPA right now. I love IPAs. What? I love IPAs. Dude, I have... Okay, so Laura's actual... Where she's from in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, her across-the-street neighbor owns a brewery called mm-hmm. Lightning. Have okay. you ever heard of it? There, It's called Thunderweizen. The dude was a chemist. Really? And he quit huh. his career as a chemist to start his own brewing company. Hmm. I've got a bottle of their IPA in there that you and I should split. Because okay. it all comes in the big That's bottles. The big yeah. yeah, so we you, you want to split one I'm after down, the show? Yeah. Done deal. So, um, I've also heard things. What? I said, I didn't want any. You can have some. I don't don't like IPAs. (laughs) (laughs) You know know what's funny? Okay. So here's a funny story. So a guy I work with, um, we went and saw a concert. I was with Laura and he brought me back an IPA. He goes, you know, thanks for coming. You know, 
I have a connection and I've gotten some tickets in my day for, for certain concerts. So I got these tickets and I invited him and his girlfriend to come and they came or whatever. And, um, he shows up and he goes, all right, let me buy you a beer. And I'm like, that sounds great. Buy me a beer. Like I'm down for that. I was afraid it would come out of the Coors Light, you know, and then right. whatever, whatever's cheapest. You know what I mean? Like, PBR. Hey, PBR. Yeah, dude, I'll drink a PBR all day. So, ice. Hey, I, oh I it's was free. It's free. Hey, well, I take free. That's right. When we were on vacation, this is a great story. We were on vacation um, for our honeymoon. Right. I was hammered drunk and some girl, Laura was sitting next to me. Then there was another couple and she goes, what does PBR stand for? And I was like, <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon. And like, I'm drunk too. And she's like, okay, why is it called Pabst Blue Ribbon? And I was like, because they got a blue ribbon for like best beer in the seventies or something like that. And she's like, Oh, like he actually knows uh. what he's talking about. And I was like, what you, I'm like, I'm like what, are people that uneducated? Like when it comes to beer, like, so anyways, so I was expecting him to get me like an inexpensive beer. You right. know what I mean? And he comes back with an IPA and I'm like, what's this? And he goes, let me tell you something here. He's got like kind of a Southern accent. And I'm like, okay, like tell me. And he goes, let me tell you something right here. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, these IPAs for a dollar more beer. He goes, you only drink three of them instead of eight. You get just as fucked up. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, it's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, that's, so that's sound logic. Well, the, <laughs> the taste, the, the bitterness was hard for me to get used to, mm-hmm. but it's, it's definitely funny. An acquired that's, taste. I, do not like I love it now sure. though. And, oh, and you can ask Laura, I was buying six packs of different IPAs when we lived at our old place mm-hmm. and I was buying these six packs of different IPAs and I was drinking a, a beer a night, you know what I mean? Like whatever. And until I liked them, I, I, I literally forced myself <laughs> to drink them until I liked them. And That's I was dedication. like, I was like, I love IPAs. Have you <laughs> had um, hanger 24? Yes, I have. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I, but see, I also like hefts too. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. like hefts. And we got, I'm getting a thumbs up over here. So like <laughs> hefts and IPAs are probably my favorites. Make sure he's getting the mic. Can you hear him? Have you had Francis Connor? I have not had that. So it, they have it at Bevmo. It's a German beer. It's got like a, a, a friar or like a monk on the front. He's got like a, a My mascot in high school, by the way. Oh, keep, nice. keep going. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's really good. It's just one of the best hefts I've had. Francis Connor. No, Francis Connor. Francis Connor. Yeah. Like St. Francis? Yeah. Okay. No, well, I get, I get the, um, it comes in a yellow box, a yellow and black box, and it's a hef. And I can't think of it off of the top of my head. But anyways, if you guys want a really good beer, I'm going to plug them. We're not even sponsored by them. But Lightning Brewery in San Diego. Yeah. They, they've check got... Them out. What? I'll check them out. Dude, you can't get it up here. Next time I go to San Diego, I'll get, okay, you, I'll cool. get you a couple bottles. But their Thunderweizen, everything's like lightning themed. Mm-hmm. Um, their Thunderweizen is so good. And Laura turned me on to it. And then her dad was like, ooh, you know, like... Your best friend, your new best friend. My new best friend is my wife's dad. And <laughs> your father-in-law. Is your my new father-in-law best is one of my new best friends. That's so and, cute. Well, I finished my 3D printer, which is like, where's that? Hey, grab that real quick so I can get it on camera. Throw it over to me. See if I can catch it. I did. Um, Good catch. So I, uh, just for all my fans out there, I know I have a lot. All, all 30. I, I think we're at 30 now. We, we were at 22 last week. Now we're at 30. I think it was 31 last time I checked. Slowly but surely, we're awesome. growing. <laughs> Anyways, to everybody out there, I built a 3D printer, um, which I'm pretty proud about. It's be- very impressive. Mainly because I don't know shit about electrical engineering. <laughs> and and my, my wife's dad, my, my father-in-law, actually got me into it, and I've I built a 3D printer from scratch and I've actually, I know you guys can see it on video. You guys can't see it here, but it's basically a skull shot glass, 
that I printed with my 3D printer. It's pretty cool. I thought it was something to. It is cool. I'm proud about it. And you know what's funny is I, because Laura's grown up with it for the last few years. So, <laughs> so she's like, oh, that's great. You know, like, but she was actually for once, like genuinely proud of me. You know oh. what I mean? Like she was like, you built that from scratch and now it's making something like good for you. And I was like, <laughs> thanks, babe. Is it time to make a baby? It's Whoa. making something. We're thinking at when I'm done with school. Okay. Summer of 2016. I've already been approved for graduation. Did you know Yay, that? Yay, that's exciting. Uh, approved I for just, graduation. I just want to be an aunt. You just want to be an aunt. Yeah. I'll consider you a hey, sister. My, my yeah. son, like I said before, my son needs either a best friend or an arranged marriage. So. <laughs> hey, either or. Either, hey, it's going to happen. Something's going to happen so. here. <laughs> Matt, actually, he's what? Four or he's five months? Almost four months. Four months. Yeah. Yep. He's got a baby now, too. So Matt, Matt has to sacrifice his one day off to come and do this podcast so everybody yeah. just everybody out there know everybody here's making sacrifices to That's do right. this podcast all right the struggle is real the struggle <laughs> is real but we love it um so i don't even know what we we're talking about what were we talking about i don't know but that's the whole point of this show it's awesome and, and i think it's a great concept right like i i i think it's awesome everybody i've talked to thinks it's i've really I've, cool I've i've heard complaints about the show but nothing like it's hate, all constructive hate, stuff. Haters gonna hate. No, it's it not. Is, e- and it is all constructive. <laughs> it's not stuff. even that. It's not even haters gonna hate. It's all constructive stuff. Which is like, great. Yeah, and I got no beef about it. And yeah. it, and that's the whole point too. It's like there's gonna be podcasts that are hit or miss. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And and whatever. It's you just enjoy it and you like it. Um. So, what do you plan to do? And okay. Well, I don't don't hate me. So here, let no, me no, no, cool. hold on. Let Go me ahead. give a, let me give a backstory to Brittany and I. Actually, let me pour a little bit more whiskey here, <laughs> and then I'm hold gonna on. I'm gonna talk about this real quick because I think this needs to be set. Mm. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, rookie. Okay, so <laughs> Brittany and yeah, I. That's, that's an empty glass. Oh, that is an empty glass. <laughs> Terrible host. Hey, hey, Kevin, it's gonna be a good drive home, brother. Kevin's driving me home. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be a good drive home. Um, so Brittany and I have completely different political views. Oh, and oh boy, here oh. we go. No, 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 no. We're, no, but we're we're cool. Don't no, 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 cool. no. I'm not. I'm not going in that direction at all. Okay, cool. But okay. Her, whoa, Ooh. easy. We got a dog bark over here. Oh, you can't like move chairs at him and stuff. It scares them. Really? Yeah. So oh. just. Anyway, so Brittany and I have completely different um, political views, but we also have the understanding that if you have an intelligent, un, you know, attacking conversation, you can actually talk like absolutely. a normal human. Isn't that I weird? Think, I think it would be amazing in Congress. Isn't like, that isn't that a trip? Like if our know. Congress did that, so <laughs> for talk to each other like human beings. And <laughs> exactly. And, stuff? Yeah, and that's, that's cool. and that's the thing too. That's what I love about Brittany is because we we literally. Literally opposite ends, opposite of, the ends of the spectrum, really? like literally polar opposite. Like it's yeah. not even like that's Matt. Matt and I are drastically the same. Yeah. So so that's why it's like completely different ends. But whenever we talked, when when I first started dating my wife, and whenever Brittany and I talked, we would have intelligent conversations. I would listen to what she had to say. Mm-hmm. I would listen. She would listen to what I had to say. And that, I think that's awesome. That's yeah. Fantastic. What's the point of fighting about exactly. it? Exactly. No matter what I do or say, I'm not going to change her opinion. And no matter what you do or say, it's not going to change my opinion. And no matter exactly. what either of you say, nothing is going to change. Exactly. <laughs> so why would I? Why would I? Yeah, it's a good point. So, so but we why, can still have, you know, conversation. Yeah. So why would I fight about it and get all fired up exactly. and get mad and make an enemy over 
over nothing. You know what I mean? So that was kind of the stance we took. I'm a firm believer in that. And, you know, everybody has bipartisanship, like everyone's <laughs> entitled to the way their, it should be. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. Well, see, when it comes to like politics, too, it's like the the offices now in the United States have be almost become like a status symbol. It's not even about that. And it's run by, you know, all these companies, political elite. Well, for everybody out there that knows me, knows I'm a firm listener to many podcasts, and one of the podcasts is Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan fucking hates Dick Cheney. <laughs> and why why he hates Dick Cheney is actually a good reason, because Solid. Dick Cheney owned Halliburton, right? Mm-hmm. Dick Cheney leaves Halliburton to become a vice president. Oh, hmm. Isn't that crazy? And when america goes in and fucks up other countries halliburton goes in and rebuilds them interesting isn't that isn't that crazy but it's a business how how convenient and that's what's sad too is that america our judicial system not even our judicial our judicial system sorry guys for everybody out there i'm starting to get a buzz (laughs) so 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 this podcast is getting good but um (laughs) it's 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 all it's a business like this country's a business and um, one of my favorite quotes from our entire history as a nation comes from George Washington mm-hmm. when they wanted to elect him for a third term. And he said, I'm not a king. Right. I love that. And also when they wanted him to be a president and he said, I don't want to be president. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, like historians, I've had two good professors in my entire life. One of my professors was that art professor, mm-hmm. the one that actually because for anybody that knows me, I mean, I can barely paint a stick figure. Figure. Ask. Right. Oh, I yeah. say figure. 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 I've said it my whole life like that. I've said it my and whole I, life. You're I, getting even. I think the more you drink, the more Southern you get. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. But no. But I've, I've said figure my whole life. And Laura, my wife, has given me so much shit for it. So now whenever I say it, I have to enunciate it. Figure. Right. Figure. I have to like. Up. Figure. Figure. I have to do it just like that. That's how I have to say it. I have to get into character to say <laughs> figure. Um, but Washington actually said that the person that should be president is the person that doesn't want to be president. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the best president. Absolutely. The, pers- the person that doesn't want it. And he never wanted it. And neither did a f- quite a few of the original presidents. They didn't want it. But now mm-hmm. it's become like, okay. Who has the most money? Who can be president? Yeah, it's all the political elite class. Exactly. And now we've got like the elections coming up and like they have reasons for wanting it. They've been groomed their whole life. Well, you know, what's sad too. what's sad is I'm starting to get to the point in my life to where I'm like, I don't even want to identify with a party because the the candidates from both sides, there's so much like just bullshit involved with whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, does anybody do you guys watch the blacklist? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you watch The Blacklist? No. Have you ever seen The Blacklist? Okay. First off, it stars Ultron. So everybody just like, what's up? James Spader. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a show about this guy, James Spader, and he plays this character that's the, the world's greatest criminal. And he knows all no, the other he's, criminals. He's, he's the concierge to the world's greatest criminals. Yeah. So like, let's just say so you- he facilitates things. You want, you want nukes? He knows the guy to talk to to get you nukes. And, you know, he wants a coup in, like, Kuwait. He knows the guy to talk to to start a coup in Kuwait. Like, and he makes things happen. Mm-hmm. And um, there's one episode where he's dealing with a, a senator. Did you see that episode? 
Um, is it from this season? No, it's from like two seasons ago. Then yes. Okay. <laughs> so I we, we've, we've been storing them up this season. So every episode he watch. comes on and he's helping the FBI. And every episode he comes on and he helps the FBI catch a certain criminal off of this list. He has this list of like the top 100 criminals. And to help the FBI catch them, he wants, you know, kind of like amnesty for all the shit he's done. Yep. So one of these criminals is a guy and he's no, I forgot what he was known as. And each criminal has a different name, the fixer, the butcher, the whatever. So he, he, he's got this criminal and this guy is his main job is to help people get into political power. Oh yeah. Do you remember that one? Mm -hmm. So he looks at this guy and he goes, okay, he's talking. So this is the criminal and he's talking to the Senator and he goes, so here's what's going to happen. And he's like, you're going to get in a car accident today. He's like, your car is going to flip when you go over this bridge. He's like, your wife and your kid are going to die. And he's like, if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. And he goes, but if you want to move forward with power, he's like, this is what has to happen. And basically like, they're grooming him for the president. They're grooming him for the presidency. But to win the favor of the people, this guy sets it up. So that these, have this terrible these tragedies tragedy. happen in wow. his life. In order to like promote him along, right? And I've heard House of Cards is a lot like that. I haven't watched House of Cards yet. I'm getting thumbs up over I here. I love House of Cards. Okay, so I need to start House of Cards. You I've also heard to. Daredevil is incredible too on Netflix. I haven't started. You've heard the same. I need to watch Daredevil and House of Cards. Dude, I got, I watch so much freaking TV though. Like, oh, I know. So do I. In between that and the documentaries, so like, many shows on the DVR. Well, you know what's funny? The the <laughs> the missus goes, "I am tired of documentaries." Like, <laughs> that's really not Laura. It's not her forte. Thing. I'll that's get that. If I, on, if I put on some Arrested Development Arrested or some, development, some Parks and Rec, Parks like, that's her stuff, we're Liz. good to go. We actually just started rewatching um, Idiot Abroad. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. <laughs> have you ever seen Idiot Abroad? Mm-hmm. Netflix it, dude. Oh, it's, it's so it's, good. It's Rick, Ricky Gervais, and they have some guy that they send out Ricky, into the world. Ricky Gervais and um, Merchant. I forgot his first name. John Merchant? Whatever. They, they send their friend. They got this friend, mm-hmm. and he's very... He's an idiot. Dull-minded. Okay. <laughs> he's just. I just want. He's. I just want to live in New York, in uh in Europe. I never want to go anywhere else. He's like one of those type of guys, you know. Mm. So they send him all over the world and put him in all these really like just complex situations, like <laughs> eating weird foods and doing weird things, and it's funnier than shit. <laughs> like. <It's really> good. <laughs> I strongly recommend you listen right, to it. I'll check it out. Or watch it actually. Um, I'm so used to saying listen to it, but yeah. So um, all in all. Brittany, it's it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Good conversations today. I like the art um, conversations. I like where this podcast went. So I got to do a couple more plugs here. Oh, by the way, I'm ending the podcast just for anybody out there that's catching on to this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty much. Uh, I have no idea how we got here. <laughs> I have no idea how we got here. We're at like an hour and 10 minutes, right? Yep. A decent podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one more time, guys. Um, Audible. Okay. Great, great, great deal if you guys like like anything like book tapes or anything like that um if even if you like listening to podcasts you can download your favorite book play it through your bluetooth in your car listen to what you want to hear so audibletrial.com slash whiskey babble um check it out okay you guys will really like it free 30 days um post show links oh am i am i not supposed to read no, that part you weren't supposed to read. oh okay what about in parentheses plug the merch am i supposed to read that too <laughs> no okay guys we've got merchandise now i know it's exciting um to anybody watching the video i'm wearing one of the the shirts now to anybody out there Probably that can can't see, it. see it through all the bottles that are anybody on the table. yeah so right there 
So we, we've got merch now, guys. We've also got shot glasses. We've got beer mugs. We've got coffee mugs. We've got quite a bit of items up on uh, up on the site. Yep. Um, it ships from Vegas, so I don't know where you guys live, but um, it's all made in the, Uni- in the United. It's States. all made in the United States, America. And um, it took me three days to get my item, so it's really great shipping. Yep. Um, check and it out. www. You know, it supports us and helps us keep doing what we're doing. Yes, it helps us do what we're doing, you guys. Um, unfortunately, it costs money to run a podcast. <laughs> Sadly. Sadly. <laughs> so um, d- Um, Check it out. We've got all the merch on there. You guys can watch the videos on there. Um, you can even listen to some of the podcasts. Um, all of them on there, right? Yep. Uh, all of them. Uh, Facebook.com dot whiskey babble. Slash, Give us a slash whiskey. Oh, babble. slash whiskey babble. Sorry. Um, yeah. Give us a like, share us. You know what I mean? If you guys like what you hear, let your friends know about us. Uh, YouTube.com slash whiskey babble. You guys can go on and watch us in person. You guys can see the lovely Brittany here and, uh, you know, shoot her questions on the video page and then Twitter at whiskey babble. Mm-hmm. We got that name, huh? We were the, oh, yeah. we were the originators. Yeah. Nobody, nobody has whiskey babble. Oh, nice. Yep. I like that. They're super original. What? Super original. Really? Do you like it? You know, I do like I've it. I've said it before in a podcast, but one of my cousins who likes to drink, he's like, you guys should be called Whiskey Dabble because you guys just dabble in whiskey. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> 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 it's kind of a good point. Um, <laughs> well, you dabble and then you babble. If we dabble, then we babble. That's, That's the right. whole point. So, um, Brittany, being the first female guest, first off, give me some knuckles. You did great. Um, it was very good. We cheers at the end of every episode. I think we've missed it on the last couple. We know we did it last time. We did. We missed it on the time before that, though. We missed it on the time before that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So Brittany, right in front of the mic, here, give me a cheers. All right. Perfect. Everybody, thank you for listening. Um, like I said, if you like what you hear, please share us. Please like us. Um, we really appreciate it. And whiskey babble out.